This episode is brought to you by Aircraft Accessories of Oklahoma. When it's time for an aircraft component inspection, overhaul, repair, or replacement, you need experienced technicians you can trust and friendly service you can count on. Aircraft Accessories of Oklahoma, a family-owned business since 1959, delivers just that. Our techs have real-world experience and provide sales, service, and overhaul for piston engine aircraft accessories. We also have limited turbine capabilities such as fuel pumps, starter generators, and prop governors. And we can overhaul propellers ranging from fixed pitch to turbine. Propeller pickup and delivery service is available. And one more thing, mention this podcast to receive 5% off your next sale, service, or overhaul. Visit aircraftaccessoriesofok.com. This episode is brought to you by Genesis Aerosystems, a Moog company and leading provider of autopilots for rotor and fixed-wing aircraft. The Genesis STEC 3100 Digital Autopilot provides increased safety, decreased pilot workload, and is approved for over 200 makes and models. To learn more about the STEC 3100, visit genesis-aerosystems.com. That's genesis-aerosystems.com. AOPA presents Never Again, True Pilot Stories from the World of General Aviation. In this episode, flying a cheetah with the canopy open sounds pretty cool, as long as you've read the handbook. If you haven't, well, expect some performance anomalies. Get the story in Open Canopy by Martin T. Murat. You know, you can fly that plane with the canopy open, said a fellow Aero Club member as we passed him on the ramp. My buddy James and I exchanged looks, both thinking the same thing. Awesome. It was in the late 1980s, and we belonged to a great Aero Club at Ellington Airport in Houston, Texas. The ink was still drying on my private pilot certificate, and James and I enjoyed flying whenever the budget would allow. Among other airplanes, the club had a Grumman Tiger and a Cheetah, both fixed-gear, four-place, single-engine machines. The Tiger had a 180-horsepower engine, and the Cheetah had 160. So when payday came around, we met up at the club on a warm, muggy evening for our open canopy flight in the Cheetah. We performed a careful pre-flight inspection, buckled up, and taxied out to runway 17 right. Ellington was a great place to fly out of. One side of the field was occupied by NASA, whose pilots flew T-38 jets regularly, and the other side of the field housed the Air National Guard, where F-16 sat armed and ready in bunkers near the approach end of our departure runway. As was our usual practice, we taxied to the Taxiway Charlie intersection of runway 17 right and awaited takeoff clearance. It came moments later, and we started our takeoff roll on the 4,500 feet remaining, canopy in the full open position. The first hint that something wasn't right came at about the same time as the end of the runway. As we sluggishly became airborne, air pressure was pulsating on our ears, and the turbulence in the cockpit was extreme. Our climb rate was terrible, maybe 100 feet per minute at best. I thought we were having engine problems, as I had never seen such poor performance. The throttle was pushed full forward, and the engine instruments were all normal, so I ruled that out. The cause dawned on us both at about the same time as we glanced behind us at the open canopy. 
Reaching backward over our heads, we struggled desperately to close it. In the full open position, it sat just out of arm's reach. In fact, I had to loosen my seatbelt just to get my fingers on it. Runway now behind us, we continued barely climbing as we crossed Highway 3. The canopy appeared to be stuck as it would not budge. Knowing how desperately we needed the canopy closed, we both leaned way back, seatbelts loosened, and reached for the canopy with all four of our hands. It must have been quite a sight for folks on the ground, us both partially standing up, reaching back, canopy wide open, neither of us on the flight controls. We tugged and tugged on it, and it began to move ever so slowly. It became easier to move the farther forward it came, and we finally were able to get it shut and latched with a satisfying click. Thankfully, the climb rate increased substantially, and we were able to complete a normal pattern. Once we got back on the ground, we immediately dug out the pilot's operating handbook and read up on the topic. We found that, yes, it is possible to fly with the canopy open in flight, but only a certain number of inches, and certainly not for takeoff. In hindsight, the situation was made worse by the summer density altitude and our decision to make an intersection takeoff. We were extremely lucky that we didn't get too slow, lose control, or have the canopy break off and take the tail with it. We had gambled both of our lives on a single comment made by a fellow club member. I have since learned that instead of taking what a fellow pilot says at face value, I can say, that sounds right, but let's look it up to be sure. I think Ronald Reagan said it best, trust but verify. Years later, my co-pilot and I were in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. As we hung around the FBO waiting for our afternoon airline flight home, we were approached by a Gulfstream pilot who offered us a ride to Houston since his crew had an empty leg. A comfy ride home in a Gulfstream sounded infinitely better than a multi-leg regional airline ordeal. We were about to take him up on his offer when he added, It's no biggie. But the slats and flaps are inoperative on our airplane. Exchanging looks with my co-pilot, I asked the Gulfstream captain, is it legal to fly that airplane without slats and flaps? And what does the performance data say? He said, well, there's no data for that, but you needn't worry because I have over 10,000 hours and I know what the airplane can do. Thanks for the offer, we said, but we'll just go ahead and wait for our airline flight. The Never Again Podcast is brought to you monthly by AOPA, the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. You can find more Never Again stories online at aopa.org by typing Never Again into the search box. While you're there, check out AOPA's mobile flight planning app, AOPA Go, as well as the many free training and safety courses from the Air Safety Institute. Find all of this and more at aopa.org. The Never Again podcast is produced by Royce Earl. Thanks for listening. Fly safely. Fly safely.